tremendous regular season and a dominant playoff performance. They've climbed the mountain and are on top of the mountain again. The dynasty will be denied, and a new legacy begins. They've reached the summit, and the Avalanche are 2022 Stanley Cup champions. The Stanley Cup has officially landed in Denver. The Colorado Avalanche have won their third Stanley Cup in franchise history. Boys, Let's how we go. feeling? How we Let's feeling? Go. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Champs. No champs. Say it ain't so. I was I was so glad. It's just like I, I it's this is the the what fifth championship that we've all seen in De- in Denver six six, six? yeah okay, number six. six yeah and uh, but this is this one along with Super Bowl fifty are like the ones that have hit. I mean we're adults we, we remember it you know we're there. It's such a different feeling. You Most know? recent yeah but is this one the best or is the first one the best? That's the question. <sighs> I I don't know. This one's been the long awaited one right? I mean this has been a long time coming for yeah. them to get back to the top. So such a good feeling. Good vibes throughout. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to dive into that. Let's good just be dives, excited. It's feeling yeah, good, it's man. This is the Red Rock Sports Podcast. I am Jared All, joined by the full cast today. Connor oh, Holzkamp wow. to my left. Tyler Walgy, special Hello. guest, professional better, joining us again. And Nick Sopris on the producer's chair. Ones and twos, pushing the buttons. The twos and threes. Twos and threes. Mm, and threes and I just I just have a good vibe. I had a hard time going into work today. I mean, I we, you know, all of us here except for Tyler. We all work a nine to five. You know, Tyler works a, I don't even want to know what your hours are. Don't even want to know. Hey, hey, we're still putting hours in over there. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I don't even want to know. It's probably gross. But my nine to five, I show up, I go to drive into work and nobody's on the road. I'm like, oh, everybody took the day off. Everybody took the day off. It should be a day off. After the Super Bowl, after, I've always said this. The Monday after the Super Bowl should be a day off. I don't know why. It should be on a Saturday. How does does the governor not come out and be like, you know what? Won a championship yesterday, state holiday, day off. Everyone gets a paid day off. Are you guys going to the uh, parade on Thursday? I'm not sure. I wish. I'll I'll be be there for sure. Yeah? Oh, yeah. You going? Yeah, I'll be there. Yeah? It's, it's a good time. It's if, you've be ever, if you've ever been to them, it's a good yeah. time. That's, yeah, the energy is very fun there. You got to make sure. So if you are going, make sure you get parking where you can easily leave. Uh, I was talking to a few people who went to the last Broncos parade and they took the light rail back to uh, the the South Denver or to the Centennial area, and it took three hours to get on the light rail. So it, it Ooh, it's so light rail might not be the best exactly. Option. So I would avoid light rail, maybe park. That's good, you know, on it's the on advice. the way out. Uh, make sure you can get out easily. Don't worry about parking close to the parade. I would, if you're gonna walk, walk to the parade so you can get out easy. That's my advice. The, the old Griswold philosophy. Maybe take some. Uh, maybe, you know, uh, I live my life based on Clark. Maybe take some of those scooters. You know, like go go far away, then take those little sco- Ooh. electric scooters Ooh. all the way. That's next level. Ooh. Would you believe if I said I've never ridden one of those? I, I, yes, I actually I, have yeah, either. If you told me that, yes, I would. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm afraid <laughs> I to. I haven't ridden one either. I don't want to be also, that guy. Have, have you guys read them? You know? yeah. Have you guys ridden the scooters? Oh, yeah, I've ridden them. Yeah. yeah. Are they, uh, how, how fast do they go? Well, so when they first came out, it was like four or five years ago. I used to work downtown, and you could rent them, and there was no governor on them. So you could get mm. going like 30, 35 miles an hour. It was awesome. That's what it's called, the governor, huh? Yeah. Well, okay. on cars, I don't know what you call it now. <laughs> or like golf carts. They they have governors. Yeah. On yeah. So anyway, okay. so now the they governor. realized how completely irresponsible that was. I think they go like seventeen. Seventeen, yeah, I was huh? Say 15, how 17? fast can 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 a person run? I think about any, seventeen. Anywhere from fifteen to twenty-five miles. 
Really? Mm, I think it'd be fat, fun to do a race, a person versus yeah. scooter race. Put some money on I'll that. be the scooter. You get, you can run. But that's okay. like that's like raking <laughs> your lawn versus using a leaf blower. It probably <laughs> takes the same amount of time, but the effort is totally different. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that's 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 a uh, let's add that to the list too. Take a scooter. Take a scooter. Yeah. Take a scooter, guys. Scootin'. Yeah. That uh, you know. Again, we're recording. It's Monday. It's fresh. I just heard officially the cup has landed in Denver. Mm, it is now back home. Landed. Is it, it, it does have a dent in it from all dented glory. And I'm just wondering. I mean, there's got to be somebody that just goes and bangs that bad boy out like it's a car I don't know right? how that works I, I mean, mean yeah yeah I mean, it's like I mean, a it's, suction cup type thing I can't imagine this really is the first time metal. The no no I, I was reading a little bit about it last night and uh, yeah, there's been many documented cases of it being dented it's right. been like in the bottom of a pool it's been I mean the Stanley Cup gets kind of Manhandled for these the guys have following a nice year with so it. no so they actually have uh, yeah they have people that they they their entire life. Well, I'm sure they have other jobs too, but they, they will restore the Stanley cup and all of its glory. Although I did see on the telecast last night, the, uh, the abs were the quickest to dent it in Stanley cup. Yeah. Oh! Yep, yep. The, the records Ooh, just keep one. on no. falling <laughs> under five minutes. So, uh, yeah, according, according to the guy with the weird part down the middle that took care of the cup, you know, the guy that, that brought out the cup. I don't, I don't know. Is his job like cup handler? I, I don't know. I, don't I know, assumed man. he was someone within the league office. <laughs> the part down the middle, that's not a good look anymore. No, Very 90s. No. Yeah, it was never a, a young look. Leo yeah. vibe. Yeah. yeah. But he, according to him. Yeah. He's like, uh, well, they set a new record. It's never been dented in under five minutes before. So, <laughs> if you guys had the cup for a day, what would you do with it? Uh, well, I, you know how they've made Jello out of it, so I'd make some kind of Jello and then Ooh. drink out of it. Ooh. Go take some pictures. You know, go around town. See, I take it to my uh, my Wednesday beer league softball oh, league, oh, that's oh, and yeah. uh, and I would use it as my personal beer goblet all okay. night. Yeah, okay. that's, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I might even it. eat some meals out of it. It's a big yeah. enough bowl. It is. Know? It's a pretty big bowl. I just do a bowl of fruity pebbles. Oh, <laughs> fruity pebbles, yeah, chocolate, and then the rainbow flavor. See, I'm gonna at least go for like some Captain Crunch. That's more uh, elevated. Yeah. You know, this has been the news yeah. recently. I've got to tell everyone out there, and this is not a shtick or anything. I've been doing this for years. Milk first is the only way to eat cereal. Why do you think Ooh. that? A couple reasons. Uh, one is the milk doesn't get soggy. You eat milk. That's the crunchy. best part. That the is probably the best part. Doesn't get soggy. No, no, no. no. I'm sorry. The, the, the cereal. cereal getting yeah. soggy is the best part. Oh heck, uh, no! I disagree. See, I, disagree I don't too. like the soggy cereal. But here's the other part: is is soaps. You get a perfect ratio milk mm. to bite ratio, and you don't drink any of the milk. Literally, use all I, the milk. So I, 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 the last I, I like bite of milk. milk. You get just a couple. What's your experience? You know, if you like the milk, if you because that's what uh, on, on another podcast I brought this up, and and they were saying you know part of the experience of drinking milk or of, of eating cereal is the milk drinking at the end oh yeah and so but i don't like that i don't okay, like that's that's how how I, for me back that's how me. i would so describe all we got milk. a bowl of milk and then you pour your cereal in it at that point how is it any different of a bowl of cereal you still no, have- so I, pour, I i i do about 20 to 25 small pours and i only get like oh, three to five spoonfuls per oh, pour the, the oh, so, so you have like many bowls of cereal I'm a lot of many so i just i just sit i i, I get a a, a, a a big bowl filled up with with milk and then i take a one or two i like to maybe mix it up take two cereals <laughs> oh right it'll do a little half and half that's and that's so, absurd. and then you put in just a few. But you know the the thing is, I've become really picky what is now. The thing, cereals <laughs> that that sink to the bottom, right? Like I love. Give uh, me a cereal that sinks to the bottom. Oh, that's the best. That's cinnamon life. We'll see. The oh, bottom under, once it underrated. Gets underrated. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but so that's the one. That's the thing. And uh, uh, frosted mini wheats. They yeah, sink to the bottom. I do too. like frosted. So you got to catch wow. those when they go in. So you got to be more diligent if you need like with fishing. those. All right. Can but, I can so, say something here? Yeah. 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 So I actually am on your side, and I know that we're probably in the no, not milk first, but I'm on your side. <laughs> and I think we're probably in the minority 
to where we're not like the big milk drinkers at the end. Like we don't, right. oh, we're not trying it. to get mushy cereal. Oh, no, you don't, you don't pour a bunch, of milk. A, bunch of milk. a bunch of milk in there. You so, just pour a freaking uh, enough. And then you add a little bit. So I go, I go a little differently. And I Connor pours an entire in. gallon of milk no, and then has a uh, serving of cereal. Uh, so no, false. So what I do is I put in just the cereal, okay. and then I take the milk and I very carefully like drizzle it like over like the top, si- like, like how syrup. Many, how yeah, many ounces? How like many ounces? Yeah, 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 yeah. What's let, your what's let, your? Let, let's say it was a, a see-through glass bowl. How filled up? How filled is it with milk when you're all done? When when all, so when I'm all done, Connor's if, I've done, my, if I've done my job right. There is pretty much no milk at the end. What I do is I pour a little bit, drizzle it, then I mix it but a little Connor, bit, drizzle it again. That's what everybody you're else sacrificing does. Connor. your cereal no, at the bottom. No, I pour it in the right. bowl of cereal, right. then I pour in the no, milk, see, and, and, and you and you re- you like perfectly like ratio it. Like Connor's not some scientist because no, 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 he pours. Well, well Connor's milk. he's sacrificing the milk or the cereal at the bottom. You're right. right? It's gonna no, get soggy. No, yeah, no. But 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 I try to do it to where I put in so little amount of milk. Don't you guys understand my way? The how long does it take you guys to eat a bowl of cereal? Yeah, about It takes about two days. It takes a little bit. Three minutes so <laughs> it's, I, it's unbelievable all right, I think, all right guys no i think we've dove into a a bigger uh epiphany that i'm coming across there's a huge this problem with the, society no, this is the tyler walgy diet this is how he re- maintains that lean <laughs> you know, you see? he takes his time <laughs> he's secret. patient one bite at a time he's diligent make sure everyone's the perfect bite this is my problem i pour a bowl of cereal it's gone in three minutes like, well you know my doctor did say chewing your food is really important yeah, so. yeah apparently they keep yeah. telling me that they keep yeah. telling me that yeah. all right all right we got to Distracted it up. You see what happens when Tyler comes on here. (laughs) Every time. (laughs) All right, guys. Again, big day today. Big day for Colorado. Everybody needs to be celebrating. The Avs defeat the Lightning 2-1 in Game 6, winning the series 4-2. And we talked about it a moment ago. This is their, their first cup in 21 years. Does this one mean more? Thinking back, looking at how they won their last two, right? The first cup they win... First year in Denver, I don't think anyone really appreciated what that takes. Then you win another one five years later, and I think this this drought, it, it, it really kind of caught a lot of people by surprise. Do you guys think this makes it mean more? I do. Because of the because of the drought? Because it's for everyone here. Does this one mean more to you getting it because you've waited well, 21 years? I think it. it means more just because when the Avs were established as a, as, a, as a franchise, right? They hadn't been around that long, and then they win the Cup. So... Uh, was it their first year? Or? It was. It was the first year. Their first year. So that to me, like, that's great, but it doesn't. You didn't really expect that, right? If if the Avs would have gone twenty years without winning it and then won it back in, you know, the when when they originally did, then it's something. But now I've been waiting for it. They've been so close. They got this young core. Joe Sackick is part of the front office. It just means a lot, you know. If you look at the legacy of what the Avs are, like you, they were a, a fresh team. They were coming, f- you know, from from Quebec. They didn't have an identity at all. Now Joe Sackick, who is part of that team, is in the front office helping build this new team. They they've really established themselves as one of the elite teams in the, in the league. So it's exciting. And to me, this one is, is the sweetest. Glad you mentioned Captain Joe over here, Joe Sackett. Because uh, I, I think it means a lot to all of us that he was a part of it again. I think in particular, it probably means a lot to him. Start of the week. Start of the week. Start of the week. All right. So I kind of doing some digging on Twitter last night. Found some uh, NHL tweets from, uh, from the NHL himself that the Avalanche had retweeted. Joe Sackick became the fourth individual in the NHL's expansion era from uh, 1967 to win a Stanley Cup as both a player and general manager with any team. 
Um, not not just his own team, right? So it's a little extra special for Joe Sackick, who won one as a player and then as the team for the same team. So uh, I think that that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, uh, when looking at you know kind of specials for or you know why this was special to certain people, Joe Sackick wasn't the only one to kind of make history here. Jared Bednar became the first individual to win an NHL, AHL, and ECHL championship as a head coach since 1988 uh, when the ECHL contested its inaugural season. Okay. So he is the, first, the, only, the only coach to ever do that. Um, and just for everyone listening out there that's not familiar, the ECHL, is that what you said? And then the AHL are the minor league affiliates for the NHL. So he's won at each minor league level as well as in the, at the majors. That's yeah. a, it was pretty cool. He's the only coach to do that. And then if, wait, there's more. But wait. <laughs> Kale McCarr is the first player ever to win the Hobie Baker Award, which is the top NCAA player. Uh, right, Walgie, isn't that what that is? The Hobie Baker? I'm not sure. I, I believe so. That it's sounds it. like a hockey player. It is. It's, so the it's the Hobie it's, Baker. It's like the NCAA MVP, if you will. So he won the Hobie Baker, the Calder Trophy, the Norris Trophy, the Stanley Cup, and the Conn Smythe Trophy at any point of their career. Ew. He's the only player to ever wow. do that. And he's been in the league for three years. Did you hear what uh, Landeskog said last night when yeah. they asked him after Get the game? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get yourself a Kale McCall. Get yourself a Kale McCall. It's easy. Man, what do you need to do to win? Yeah. And Kale also, by the way, was the, uh, I believe, the 10th youngest player in the NHL to win the Conn Smythe Trophy. I think fourth youngest defenseman. How, so, how old yeah. is he? 23, right? 23. 23. Yeah. 23. How much kale do you think he eats? So he eats I do like when you know you throw a little kale in the oven, 450 with some olive oil, oh, and then good. throw a little bit of uh, salt good. in there. Kale is never so good. So good kale chips. Whoa. See. Anyways, you know, back to your question, Jared. I think I think that this one was for me just as special. I you know, I I guess I'll give the edge to this one because Connor's I'm a, got kids. This is how you can tell Connor's got kids. They're all just as special. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, honestly, any championship, I'm not going to sit here and say one of them was cooler or better or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I like that's that's what you're going for. You want to win a championship. Uh I I guess I would give the edge to this one just because I feel like I'm I'm old enough to have a greater appreciation for it as it happened. Uh, obviously, you know, 1996, I was, whew, math, seven years old. And then 2001, then, uh, oh, oh, 11. That's math. So, that's math. Yeah, but it, like 11. It, it, so, I don't know. I, it's I was old enough to remember it, but also at this, you know, obviously, I, I just feel like I have a greater appreciation after watching all these years of sports to, to what it takes to win a championship. Those who are disagreeing, though, are saying that, you know, when the Avs used to go through the Red Wings, that was special. That rivalry was something that the Avs don't have right now, and that was sweet. It, in, in 96, where they just rolled through the Red Wings, I'm not sure if that was the year of the fight or not with 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 Wall and Osgood, but that to me was or is why you can make an argument that those years were a little bit more special is because what it took to get to the Stanley Cup, you could argue was a lot more difficult than it mm. is now in the Western Conference. So I remember my dad saying to me when I was like ten or eleven, maybe twelve. So it would have been like just after that time, two thousand two, two thousand three. Yeah, I remember saying don't get used to this. Like we've, you've seen a lot of championships in Denver. I went my whole yeah. life without ever seeing <laughs> one. Right. And then we did, we had a little bit of a drought in Denver for a and little that was bit. A pretty, if you think about it, that was a pretty crazy, what, like uh, six years yeah. span there. We got, got a couple from the Broncos, couple from the Avs. So look, I, I know that people out there may roll their eyes at this, but I will be the happiest 
when the Colorado Buffs win a national championship in football. And the way I describe it is, like last night when the Avs won, I'm going nuts. I was very close to rioting, but I didn't. I held back. Smart. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was, it was a 50-50 call, but I held back. Uh, when the Broncos won it, I loved it. I was going nuts. A couple years ago, I was in Vegas for it in 2016 when they won it, which was awesome. If the, if the Buffs ever win a national championship, I would cry like a little toddler. I would just weep like a baby. That's the difference in how I would celebrate. Now, do you if, see if the that Buffs ever happening at any point in your life? No, and that is the thing is I don't know if that'll ever happen when right. I'm My alive. life is going to be really long, so I'm, I'm, I'm banking right. down the road how, somewhere If we can there. plug ourselves into some metaverse and then we can play that way and keep going, then I have a chance. Mm. Otherwise, I don't see, think I, so. I was going to say for me it would be uh, Rockies, but I was going to preface it by saying that's never going to happen so mm-hmm. that's not even worth talking about can you guys <laughs> just stay focused on the teams <laughs> that know, actually keeps do picking us win out of championship our, our I mean really uh, look I don't want to rant on the hockey's over I mean let's say let's keep celebrating but I'm ready to move on to other things here oh, let's go it's just, it's, we're <laughs> on to the next team no, let's go I out actually, let's, let's start practicing boys I have some stuff to say because I was getting beat up for saying stick with Darcy it seems like everybody out there was wanting to pull Darcy every goal he gave oh, in. Yeah. It's just like 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 Avs Nation out there, every goal that he gave, oh, pull Darcy, pull Darcy, put in Frankie. And you know what? I will give the fans some credit because they wised up. After last night's game, they actually sent in a clip to me. And what they did was they collectively, I think what happened was all of the Avs fans together got together and they wanted to send this in to the show because they... This was this was sent to us via Twitter. This was sent to us via Twitter. They had something to say to me about Darcy Kemper and, and uh, uh, Pavel Francouz and who you should start. I'm stupid. You're smart. I was wrong, you were right. You're the best, I'm the worst. Uh, you're very good looking, I'm not attractive. All right. <laughs> uh, the last part, I'm not the too last sure part, about. Yeah, but, wow. Yeah, so hey, you know what? Avs Nation, I'll take it. Thank you for sending it in, admitting you, know, you were wrong. And you Tyler, know. Tyler, to give you your due, what you called and for. And Soaps. Soaps was here, on the here's train the, with Here's me. the thing. Here's the thing is last week's show, I wasn't here and there were some comments made and one of the comments that was made that hypothetically in this wild simulation that we're in where all these crazy things happen. We are in the, the abs are two to one, but we're having a major panic attack. We're creating all these scenarios that had not even come close to happening that right. if somehow the abs got down two to three, no matter what, somehow. no matter how the games went down, you put in Frankie, no matter what I'm looking at you. CJ Holes. He's putting you on the spot. I'm he's putting, putting him on, on the, the spot. Stand. Under oath. So, what, do you have so to say? Look, what he's saying say is that. in any in any yeah. sort of world where let's just like like Darcy could have given up one goal and we lost one to zero. Yeah. And Connor would have said to pull him and put uh, Frank. It's a on the wildly, Connor wildly gets, crazy statement. He gets to speak for himself. He gets to speak for himself. Wildly Connor. crazy. Well, granted, if there were one oh games, it might have been a little different, but that's if the Avs were gonna go down three two, they weren't going to lose Look, one to I gotta, nothing. I gotta, they, I gotta like, be honest. That was not how I got Well, they won two to one. They won two to one. Right. What are we talking about? Uh, the well, argument that was made last so this week was, so this was right. absolutely so this. asinine, <laughs> a complete waste of time. You brought in Darcy Kemper to win a Stanley Cup. That yeah, is why right he out. came in. He is your number one guy. He was your guy all year. And to even create a scenario where you can put in Frankie is 
mind-blowing. So you can sit here and say that now, but that's I said it, existed I said it last week. It did not right. exist. Right. It, it, it if did they not got exist. blown out in that nope. game four, that was a legitimate no, discussion. No, it was not. Absolutely, it absolutely was not. Was. It was not. It absolutely it was. was not. We had, now, we had. now, Darcy Kemper came back, and this is where, Tyler, I give you credit, because you said you stick with a guy like that because he can absolutely turn it on at any right. moment, Flip a and he did. He Now, granted, he let up a pretty soft one in each of the last three games, but that was it. He was lights out. But see, the thing that. is, on that 7-3, I think it was 7-3 that the Avs lost where they got blown out. Like 6-2. Three, three or four of those goals were not even his fault. Right. If you give an all-world guy like Steven Stamkos an open look in front of the net, they're supposed to score. Right. So how can we possibly blame a guy? It's Anyways, I'm, I'm no, off no, no, my no, horse. No. But I, I think that the whole, uh, the whole mistake that people are making is the evaluation. You know, I mean... Jared just said he's gave up a couple soft ones. I don't think that was necessarily the case in every game. I think that you could maybe make that argument, but look, here's what's happening in my opinion. A lot of people are watching these games and they haven't watched a whole lot of games before and they're getting outraged because they think he should be saving these goals when in reality, you see that every night in hockey. So I don't think it's as much as he needs to be saving those easy gimme goals. Now look, do we are we comparing him to maybe Andre Vasilevsky who had an amazing was series? Sick. Was World-class sick. goalie. I mean, Hall of well, Famer, and, no doubt. Like that, That's not fair to him you know but I, and I think my point to it and what we saw from Darcy is okay you got one or two of those that's going to slip by in a night that's where it's got to stop though when it's four and five of them getting by that's yeah. when it's an issue and you know what we saw from Darcy was a guy that was locked in he was clearly you could see and feel his presence on that ice differently than what it's, you saw now, now isn't this contract coming up yeah, it yeah, is. He's yeah, it's he's out. He's got to get uh, resigned. So he's it'll going, be interesting to see if the Avs. What do you wanna... go, What do you guys think? I mean, we need to know who's available and some other sure, stuff salary like cap on, on, on the surface. On the surface, to me, that's a guy you have to bring back. I think I, so too. I, I do. And here, he, here's why I think you bring him back. He's a pretty good price. I think he's going to be 31 next year. Not going to be. It's not going to go up. That's for sure. Well, it, maybe he'll negotiate it to go up, and he'll get a deal with like the Senators or something for more money. Who knows? We can't control that. But if he wants to come back play for us. I think the benefit is then the ass can go out and either get that really, really, really good backup who's looked at as maybe a starter, or you go make a huge blockbuster deal and bring in someone to start ahead of Kemper. I mean, I know that's sort of out there, outlandish, sort of, you know, hot take-ish, you know, but we've seen other teams do it. That's not completely that it hasn't. Uh, not happened before, right? We've right. seen multiple teams do this. Vegas has done this. The, the Islanders have done this. And if the Avs want to maybe make a trade with some of these guys whose contracts are expiring and maybe a sign a trade, something like that. It, it, Especially know. if you I can go get yourself a younger guy, a 24, 25, 26-year-old mm-hmm. goalie that then can be your goalie of the future. I think what's tough is you've got so much depth with the Avalanche and even just like a quick Google search. Uh, Kadri, Nachuskin, Kemper, Josh Manson, all free agents. Kadri, Kadri yeah, is also free Yeah, agent. he said that. Yeah, oh, yeah, he started sorry, with them. Yeah. No, no, and that's going to be a big signing. But you know, I think we also have to think of it's sort of like the college football thing with with everyone now transferring. You just got to fill the gaps, and I trust Joe Sackick to fill those gaps in the free agency portal or whatever you want to call it, and and, and fill that you know those needs. So, and, and I think there's a lot of guys like you said that can be filled, you know, depth guys. You can't just fill a goalie. You, 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 that's where I think Darcy Kemper is a, is a priority in getting him back. Well, this <laughs> I'd like to see Darcy Kemper come back. I mean, I think if, if for the you know obviously I trust Joe Sackick. Like if he feels that, that they can do that and still keep the core of this roster together, then by all means. But I also look at that list and see there are some other players that you might prefer to keep over a Darcy Kemper. No, 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 I mean, totally. If, if, if it, it comes, comes down, down to, it, right? to it, then you may look at that. But if we're looking to maximize Darcy Kemper and he's looking to maximize how he plays, we've talked about this before. 
in hockey, it's so important for a goalie to be with the same defense year after year. When you're switching up and switching teams, it does matter with how you fit with the scheme, things like that. But the re- one of the reasons why Vasilevsky has been so elite for so long is he's played in Tampa's system now for years and years. I mean, his whole career. And so he knows how they play. He works very well within that system. So Darcy now finally getting a real, real grasp after his season of how the Avs play. It's only going to benefit him to come back next year. He, I think his numbers are going to improve. This is going to be a better team. And uh, really, the, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to do these guys want to get paid or do they want to come back to have a chance to win? And I've never been one to say, oh, you got to sacrifice some money to come win. It's right, like right. I would never say that myself. Well, I and, never... and he's won a cup now. And right. uh, you would imagine, obviously, that's going to take some of that pressure, right? Because there, there is an aspect of people that want to go play for a cup winner if they've never won a cup before, right? Yeah. That's a very real thing. Like you might be willing to actually sacrifice some money to win a cup. Now that he's won a cup, I'm not sure if that uh, you know that type of mindset will really exist. Well, I, I mean, so. it's pretty obvious. It just comes down to legacy or money. Like, yeah. does he want to keep going for Stanley Cups or does he want to go for rings? It's a pretty common sports question. So especially with the salary cap the way it is, it'll be interesting to see who comes in uh, and then what Sackick does. Well, I, I want him to keep everyone, well, he, but we'll see how it he, how He certainly... He certainly proved all the haters out there in the Twitterverse Connor wrong. Holtzkamp. Not me. All right. <laughs> hey, you know, I never actually got to respond to Nick here firing off. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. so okay. gonna, sure. What you guys said last week bit. was asinine. I'm going to come back a little bit here. So two things you got to remember. One, this was after uh, game three, right? We were trying to project because we are a weekly show, as you all know. We were trying to project out for the following three games. So we were kind of going through scenarios like, well, what if this happens or what if this happens? Uh, so, yes, Nick, we did put out the hypothetical that if the Avalanche were to lose a couple more games and be in danger of going behind in the series, I still said you, you go 2-2 into Denver, you start Darcy Kemper for game five. But if you start losing that game, that's when you make the poll. And if you listen to what I said, it had much less to do about who is the better goaltender. It had much more to do with sending a message to your team, like the akin to like uh, calling out your players publicly. Yeah, but I or, mean, on, on that note, Kale McCarr told the press conference that he's the reason that they lost game five. No, he was no, in a no, bad no. But, but hold on. I do want to defend Connor for a sec because a lot of the Avs fans were True. saying that. True. And, and a lot of people were calling for it. True. Now, I actually agree with you, Soaps, that I don't think it was warranted. I don't think it was necessary. I think you stick with the guy who got you there. I think if you, you your quarterback throws a couple picks in the in the AFC Championship, you don't suddenly go to the a la Jake Plummer. Right. Yeah, so so you, I thought it was a crazy question to begin with, but it was worth Connor bringing up because I would say what? Let's just round it. 70% of public Avs fans out were complaining about it. it. Out there. Which is yeah, fair. So. On the Twitterverse, no, they, are, they are aggressive. Here's something else that's interesting. We have Tyler here who... who uh, Knows a lot more about hockey stats than I do, but uh, we'll talk about that game three. They lost six to two. The goals expected in that game, right? The expected goals, which is a stat that takes into account angles and where the shot was and all sorts of things, right? To say what should the score have basically been was 3.95 for Tampa Bay to 3.4 for Colorado. So they were expected basically four goals in game three and they scored six. Like, does that the, have to do with goaltending? I don't know. I'm asking they, you. Well, I'm actually yeah, asking no, you the question First here. of all, that's not that crazy. I no? Mean, okay. Well, and did they get an empty net of that game? I don't remember if they did. No, I don't believe so. Okay. I don't believe so. Okay. I believe it was 6-2 to two and no empty netter. Um, but no, I mean, 
that's going to happen sometimes. Does I mean, that speak I, to goaltending play or does it not? Obviously, it's not great. You know, you would always prefer the goals allowed right, to be lower right. than the expected goals. But when so, you, when so you boil you things think it wasn't on, a question. Nick, it was insane. It was ass night. I stand by that. Uh, but, but Connor, Connor, <laughs> specify. Are those the stats that we had talked about this week? Yeah, it was. So specify for the hockey. audience what those stats are. That is taking into account only shots on goal. So any shots that aren't on goal, which any decent model or system has to take into account blocked shots. You have to take into account shots that guys got in front of. That doesn't account for okay, that. So point. that's only for shots on goal. So the shots that the goalies had an opportunity to save, that's what those stats count for. You bring wow, that up, I and see. I want to talk about the blocking shots. And these guys come off, and Ooh. obviously they, these are 100-mile-an-hour shots. So you do not see that in the regular season. No, but you here's my question is, is there not a, a way much. that these pads can be made with a thick enough plastic or material where they don't feel it at all? Why, right. why are well, they even feeling it? it? And age, sacrifice age, mobility? Age old sacrifice, yeah. Because it's uh, badass, uh, baby. Skating around, speed, low, thin. But you know, there's a reason why in football they got rid of like thigh pads and no okay. one wears knee pads. Okay. It's the See, same thing. I was thing. thinking it was the tough guy. It's thing. the like, sacrifice. Oh, no, we're hockey. We're tough. If you're not <laughs> no. feeling it, it doesn't and count. And some people, I think but, you got to find that balance between where optimum mobility, but also protecting but also, yourself on your... Hockey pads are pretty substantial. There's just little windows here or there where you can take a nice one. But a lot of these guys are back on the ice quickly. I mean, these these shots, they'll come in 90 miles yeah, an hour. Yeah, you can see how much yeah. it gets them sometimes. But, I mean, right. we saw Nathan McKinnon oh, diving sure. in front of shots. That doesn't happen. Now, there are people who block shots during the regular season, but I would say it happens like... I mean, it's way, it's way less. Not the, you're season. not. Yeah, you're yeah, not. It's, it's, it's every shot. There's no. guys diving <laughs> in front. So I was just thinking, <laughs> was sacrificing their skull. Oh yeah. When, I, when yeah. I was watching this game, and I know, like you said, hockey pads are pretty substantial, but they don't cover everything. It's not like you're wearing goalie gear out right. there, right? right. Uh, I was thinking about what, what you just said. Reminded me. You said 100 mile an hour shots or 90 mile an hour shots, right? So I was watching this game, watching all these people just fly in front of it, and I was thinking. That would almost be akin to like stepping in the batter's box with hockey pads on, okay, with hockey pads, and just deciding to just like run in front of a major league fastball. Happy Gilmore style. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Happy Gilmore came to mind for sure. 363 so. days till next year's hockey tryouts. It definitely, <laughs> it definitely is something, man. And uh, you guys saw Landis got skate pop off with the blade. Never oh, seen yeah. that before. Is no, it? yeah, that, that, that's that, crazy. Yeah, that, and it is tough to skate. You know what I actually was thinking after that? And I was a couple beers deep, so maybe it was the alcohol talking. But I was like, they should train just for a couple minutes in practice of one skate just getting off the ice real quick when that. <laughs> <laughs> it was a struggle for sure. It was. A I, I didn't see it happen in real time. I actually did not see it. I was, I, you know, the, I was in a pretty crowded room. I didn't hear the volume of the announcer or whatever. And so I, I just saw. I, all I saw was Landis Gog block a puck, and then him crawling off, hobbling off, <laughs> and McKinnon's like trying to carry him. I'm like, oh god, he got hurt. Uh, luckily, it was just the the skate Just the skate. Just the blade. So. All right, we talked to Kale McCarr a little bit earlier, and Connor, you went through the the list of of all the accolades so far. Again, three years in the league, 23. He'll be going on 24 next year. Is he already the best player in the NHL? You can make the case for it. Absolutely. Couldn't you? I mean, I, well, here's the thing is, is you got to separate players a little bit, but when you're talking MV, I mean, defenders, what they do, but total contributors, I don't know anyone who does as much as he does on a, a nightly basis. I mean, there's other, I mean, Roman Yossi, we saw Victor Hedman here in terms of defenders who get involved. Roman Yossi, by the way, plays for Nashville. Um, we all know about Nathan McKinnon. We all know about, you know, uh, 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 Dreisaitl and, and uh, who's the other one for McDavid. McDavid. But 
I think Kale McCarr, right now, you could certainly make the case he's the best overall player in the NHL, and, and hopefully, I mean, he just keeps getting better. Speaking of Connor McDavid. Uh, Connor McDavid. So he led the uh, playoffs in points this year. And really, yeah, he was the first. And then didn't Vander Kane lead their uh, yeah, winner? He, lead the and then I think goals. McKinnon tied him at the. Uh, oh, okay, game. okay. So, so Connor McDavid, yeah, he uh, first player to lead the playoffs in scoring and not make it to the Stanley Cup since Peter Forsberg in two thousand two. Crazy. Oh, so yeah, he might have something to say about the who's the best player kind of debate. How old is Connor McDavid? He's pretty young too. Uh, tw- no, he's, he's like, like I want to say around. Okay, let's Prime. guess. Let's go closest to the hole. Uh, us three. I'm gonna go thirty. I'm gonna guess twenty nine. We're gonna go twenty seven. Okay. Uh, soaps, you pulling oh, it up? Oh yeah, right now. Hang on. Uh, uh, I mean, we can do some waiting music. I can sing oh, a little bit. Uh, tw- karaoke's coming. Twenty five. Wow. Twenty five. What the hell am I talking about? I don't Youngins. know. Way off. Well, closest to the hole. See, that's the thing is when I when I when I name it after a golf game, like closest to the hole, we know I'm in the rough. So <laughs> that's what's gonna happen. We just now. pick up the ball before we get on the green. It's fine. if we, it, we you know what we gotta do soon is do a Red Rock Sports uh, little tournament. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay, okay, all right. So I'm getting us off topic. You are, yeah. Right. He's certainly a special player. Like obviously yeah. the future is bright for Kale McCarr. He already has all these trophies and decorations and awards and um you so know, materialistic he, he yeah it's it's just a matter of time before he's on that list and and i think it's it's gretzky and then it's everyone else and he'll be at the top of everyone else yep. soon enough i i really believe that with what he's done in his career if, if he can stay healthy and hope to god he stays an avalanche his entire career because he's going to be a very very special you, player for a long time you know uh Along one of the one of my favorite storylines from from the cup and from last night was Cogliano. Uh, I don't know if I so I wasn't aware of this until I w- was just watching as much as I could about <laughs> Stanley Cup coverage. Cogliano is one, two, three, four, five, eighth, the eighth most regular season games played before your first Stanley Cup. Wow, all time or current? All players. time. Wow, all time. Number one on that list is. Uh, other Ray, Colorado Ray Bork. player, Ray Bork. Uh, 1,612 games for him. Cogliano, 1,140 games. Uh, eighth wow. most games played before winning a Stanley Cup. That's crazy. Uh, that and, one's got to be special so, for him. Though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sure. So I think that's a pretty cool storyline, obviously. And he came over at the trade deadline. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, so he came over the trade deadline. It worked out for him. It was really cool to see because what got me started into looking into this, it, it, you know, as to what was going on here, was Cogliano was the third person, I believe, to touch the cup. So it went Landeskog, and then he went to Eric Johnson. I saw that. Okay. And then Cogliano. Yeah. And I was like, huh, now that is interesting because I didn't know this. And, and I was just wondering, like, why would this guy who just came over the trade deadline be the third person to touch the cup? So I started looking into it and found pretty easy to find. There was articles and stuff written about it. Yeah. So, so a pretty cool story coming in, almost like his own little Ray Bork mini, if you will. You know, uh, uh, another one of those stories where someone well, especially worked so hard for so long and finally gets it. Because so. he played with Edmonton during their down years and he goes to Anaheim right. and he's in the Pacific for all that. It's like... Yeah. Uh, you feel bad for players like that. They're just always on those bad teams. And but I'm glad he got one. No, it's yeah. it's awesome that he got one. So I think yeah. that was a really cool storyline. Uh, another one of my favorite storylines was Kadri. Just uh, did you guys see his? Did you guys yes. see his interview? Yes. His yes. quote, fantastic. Oh, awesome! Very anyone that's missed it out there, any listeners, I highly encourage you to go look for it. Uh, you know, he basically just says anyone who doubted that he could be a contributor in the playoffs. I'm paraphrasing it. He used different words. Can kiss my. 
ass. He can kiss his ass. Yep, there you yeah. go. <laughs> so I thought it was great. I, I thought it was fantastic. That storyline was great too. The things just came together, man. Yeah, it was a lot, awesome. lot of good storylines. You mentioned Eric Johnson. He's been long time with the Avs. I think twelve, 12 seasons 12 years? with the Avs, yeah. fourteen years altogether. Uh, Gabriel Landeskog. I, I remember when he was named captain. I think he was nineteen years old, and everybody questioned, like, "What the hell are you thinking? You can't name a kid to be your captain." And and you look back at that. And obviously it wasn't, nobody had quite the foresight to look forward 10 years and go, this is the reason why you do that. Because he will be the way this team is built around his grittiness, his grind. But it's a special moment for him after so long in that captain. Yeah, I mean, he's a leader also. You hear him talk here, the way he leads a team. And he, he's one of those guys you want to be a captain. And that's why for people who go, why isn't McKinnon the captain? Why isn't it? Right. It's because Landis Cog's been there for so long. He's, he's been in that role for years and it is his team. Now, now is the A... Uh, assistant, captain. assistant captain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So is the assistant to the captain? The assistant to the regional captain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, all I can think of is the office. So, the so did you guys? Uh, now let's give our award away for most hated player on Tampa. Who did we come away just disgu- despising? I'll start. Corey freaking Perry. I cannot stand Corey Perry. Uh-huh. He, I, you know, he's he's been to three cups in a row. Lost all lost three. Lost all three. Yeah, Couldn't so be happier. Funny. The oh, guy's that's, dirty. That's the guy's great. cheap. That's and I'm great. sure that's other people great. on, you know podcast in Tampa Bay are saying how much they hate Kadri right now. I don't care. I hate Corey Perry. Uh, I think he's dirty. I think he's cheap. You know who mine is? I'm glad he lost. I'm going to go with a hard John Cooper. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Baby back. Dude. You know, I went into this series guy. saying like, We're you know, I kind of like this guy. I like the, his demeanor with the, with the media and stuff, but Boy, did he just oh, run me the man. wrong way. Yeah, he's such so a dramatic little... Whining. Oh, he's oh, he was whining in the in-game interview. And, and his whole team Literally. picks up on every goal they give up. They're, they're complaining about it. Right. Every goal. I love how in the overtime goal, when he, when he goes to call out the Avs for too many men on the ice, and the clip that he sends shows too many men on the ice for his team. <laughs> like, come on, yeah, man. You know what? That's a different conversation. But they had they didn't have the puck. They didn't have it the is advantage. A That's a whole different whole different but, still. but look John Cooper is a drama queen oh, such a drama. so that's my guy for sure out of control he uh, was out of control mine was Pat Maroon I know oh, Maroon. That he <laughs> definitely got he definitely got hooked on that goal on the second goal that they had and then he broke his and stick. then he broke yeah. his stick I call, was, I call him Maroon 4 yeah but he's yeah. a it was, it was he's a maroon. That's a '90s joke. So there's about three or four there. guys that I could not uh, tell maroon. the difference between because they all have the scruffy beard and long hair. But that whole group of five, <laughs> just all of them, all of them, That's every funny. time. You know every what time. I will say? Uh, if if we're gonna go just hate it, I'm gonna give one. One little shout out for for somebody that I did like, and I liked yes. what he said after the game was Stamkos. I really oh, liked Stamkos. Eh? I really liked. I so he gave a, I believe it was like a twelve. 15 minute interview after the game and everyone else was like rushing through like we don't want to talk to you had a lot of emotion in it he gave tons of credit to the abs players i had a lot of respect for that guy after what i heard him say about the abs so all right i love we're gonna say who i hate i'm gonna gonna at least put in one there uh, I mean, you're, like, always, you're always you know, positive you, you know, know try, like try to even it out right? Vasilevsky was uh he was just such a good goaltender it was it was awesome to watch yeah, oh God, it, honestly, he you. was. It reminded me of watching Patrick Watt, the way he just I have next year, I have next year's odds. You guys want to hear next okay, year's odds? Okay, let's hear it. Stanley Cup Championship 22-23. Colorado Avs are the favorite at 4-1. to one. 
Toronto Maple Leafs are the second favorite at eight to one. Tampa Bay nine to one, and then the Florida Panthers ten to one. Now here's the fifth team. I'm, I'm going to make this quick. This is the team that I think is going to have the biggest turnaround. Vegas Golden Knights. They didn't make the playoffs this year. They're going to be competing with the Avs next year for one of the best teams in the Western Conference. I believe new coach, rejuvenated roster, healthy. So watch out for Vegas next year. All right, you heard it from him, Tyler Wallagey, professional better. Give us your uh, your Twitter and your uh, podcast. Uh, my Twitter at Tyler Walgie. I've actually had some random people start to start to follow me there instead of my show. You follow my show, which is at SBD underscore POD. It's a sports betting daily, daily podcast. So uh, it's about sports betting. It's fun. You can listen every day where you, wherever you listen to Red Rock Sports. All right. Thanks for joining us. Are you going to stick around for, for the rest of the show? You got, you got, I, I may there? hang out for a little bit. Uh, and then I'll be back next week for the 4th of July pod. All right. So. Fantastic. Good stuff. So, so, hey, hey I, I may just be here. So, if I just chime in, I'm just in the corner just here, stay just here. listening. Because you guys are going to play Jeopardy, right? Yeah. yeah I, want, I want to be here for that. Yeah. yeah I may have to judge that. It's going to get hot. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I may need, uh, who, who, I'm, I'm sure who's the, 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 the female co host with, uh, I don't watch Jeopardy. So oh, Pat Ajak in, uh, are you comparing me to a female co host? Oh my God, Vanna White. Yeah, I'm not, I'm yeah, not you are. Well, that. you are the pretty one of the bunch. We may so. need you to uh, handcuff Nick's hands to his chair. Whoa, so nobody, yes, no, 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 no. I'm anybody. making sure he's not cheating. Trust so me. So he doesn't, Trust you know, me. do yeah. his anyway, work. Anyway, we're okay, working. All right. so I'm gonna be. Here. I dominated last game. We uh-huh. Just pull this uh-huh. yeah, He did. He did. <laughs> so I know uh, Stan Kroenke's not a real popular guy around here, but dude's having himself a year. Oh, yeah. He looked bored as hell. Well, I mean, just look at <laughs> This is what's happened for Stan Kroenke since February, okay? Won a Super Bowl. He won the National or the yeah the National Lacrosse League Championship about a month ago with the Mammoth. He owns that team, too. Bored. And then goes and wins the Stanley Cup with the Avs. And that's a pretty impressive start. You know, you know what's interesting? They, they were out, so I watched all, I, I video recorded and watched like all the ESPN coverage, all the ABC coverage, all the Denver 7 coverage. You know what's fascinating? Out of all those hours and hours of coverage, they definitely mentioned that he won a Super Bowl with the Rams like, I don't know, nine, ten times. Not once did I actually hear anybody on the national television say anything about how he also won a lacrosse championship. Yeah, I didn't find that out till this morning either when I was putting <laughs> so, this together. So I, I just typed in Stan Kroenke, and it's, he, apparently he's the first person to win all three in one year. So. Wow. Well, there you go. Yeah, it's a great year for Stan, all right? I'm sure there's not many people that own a team in all three sports leagues. Not... Not that many people out uh, there with that know, kind of cash. We had our conversation about the Cronkies uh, a few weeks back. Maybe what was it was a couple months back. Sure, maybe yeah. right now. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll be consistent and say the same thing I did there. Like, he gets a lot of hate, but at the end of the day, like, he's a pretty good owner. Like, is he the best? Is he Pat Bowen? No. No, he's not the best owner. He's not, he's not like, the top of the top ultimate best owners in sports, but he's a pretty good owner. He, he is willing to... Here's my... Here's what I would say makes a good owner you are willing to spend the money uh to spend the money right and have the money two you want to win and three you take a hands-off approach and hire the right people to do the job so you know does all three of those you know why stan Kroenke is not loved by his his, the, the the people in the cities that he owns teams look at what he did with the rams he yanked them out of the city they belonged in of course the st louis fans hate him of course they hate Kroenke. denver he has blocked tv for the last two years mm, yeah right? it's brutal you take that away i promise you right now denver fans have no issue with Kroenke. they are singing praises about what he's doing yeah, with both true. these teams if they have been watching all the last two years yeah, i think that's a, a that's totally network. influencing everyone it is it is and it's and it's fair 
That is fair. So, but great week for uh, great year for Cronkies. Yeah, great year. He's great really year. having it for him. So, I love it, man. This is great. Let's. Uh, I'm just gonna keep this. I want to just celebrate for like the next week. I don't even want to go to work. I don't want to do anything. I just want to like. Yeah, that was the hardest abs. thing today to like have to buckle down and actually get things done. That, that that's oh, too yeah. difficult. I oh, can't it's do tough. that. I, can't I, do I hear that. all our listeners out. There. I I feel your pain. Anyone that had to work out there, I, I had to go clean out a garage. And uh, if anyone knows how bad a messy garage can get, cleaning it all out, it was uh, it's not fun. All I wanted to do was watch Avs and just listen to Avs stuff. So, But I will be there on the parade on Thursday. So it'll be a lot of fun. All right. Well, I want to give a quick shout-out to our friends at Thrive Fantasy all throughout these playoffs. I have enjoyed getting in on the action with Thrive Fantasy. I love their process with Daily Fantasy Sports. And the main reason I love it so much is not just the player props, but I love the small contests. You know, I, I've had mul- you know so many times we've been in those with 10,000, 20,000 entries. You never really have a chance to win. The ones I was getting into all throughout the Avs Stanley Cup playoffs were 50, 50 entrants, tops. And so it's pretty easy to win, pretty easy to get some money back. I'm no expert. I'm not Tyler Walgie. And for me to be winning money, that's a good thing. Make sure when you sign up with Thrive, you use our promo code RED. That's R-E-D. And they will match up to $100 deposited. So you deposit $100, they give you $100 for free. That's Thrive Fantasy. Find them online or in the App Store. All right. On to another Kroenke-owned team. The Denver Nuggets this past weekend in the 2022 NBA draft made three selections. I don't think any of us expected to see them pick more guys than they had picks going in. Uh, I know, Connor, you and I both thought pretty definitively that we would see them move at least one of those picks, if not trying to move up, maybe to get a veteran. Yeah, put uh, that over 50%. Yeah. What What are your thoughts on on just kind of the overall them them drafting the guys in those spots, but then also trading back into the second round to get another guy? What are your thoughts in the, the first draft for Calvin Booth as the head man? Ha! I'll tell you, I'm a little bit skeptical about this draft. I'm a little bit skeptical, and I am trying to like Christian Braun, the first uh, first pick from the Kansas Jayhawks. Now, is Jayhawks. it Braun or Brown? Do, Do you know? like his mom? Braun. Braun? Okay. I believe it's Braun. Uh, I, so I'm really trying to sell myself on this pick, okay? And... Did some digging on him, right? Uh, obviously, so he he was national championship uh, national champion for the Kansas Jayhawks, and is he's a defensive minded player. Uh, he's really athletic, right? He had the third highest vertical jump in the entire draft this year. So for what it's worth, he is an athlete. He can he can finish at the rim. He, he you know he can dunk it. He can finish at the rim. Uh, he shot. The three ball, okay. He, he wasn't a sharpshooter by any means, but he certainly was no slouch from the three-point line in college. Uh, and he really hangs his hat on his defensive energy, his effort, his athleticism. Um, so uh, one side of me says, wow. What, I mean, this guy was projected to go in the late first, but a lot of people had him go in second round. A lot of people thought that this guy was a second round pick. He's not really anybody that's got... He, he doesn't have that potential like Bones Highland, right? When you draft Bones Highland, obviously he's projected at the back half 
of the first round, but there's that that part of people that are like, "Hey, this guy's ceiling is is potential to be a star, right?" I mean, like he he has like some of the tools to be a really good player in this league. Um, this guy, Christian Braun, doesn't he doesn't create shots off the dribble. He's really more of a uh, like hopefully a future role player in the NBA. So I don't know. I I think that pick was. I'm trying to sell myself on it. I think he but could be everyone, good. But everyone's Nicole talking Jokic. about his mom. If you've seen Twitter, I have not. Seen <laughs> That's what they're talking about. <laughs> have you seen this? So? No, but I'm. Googling Does right he have now. a good-looking mom? <laughs> I'm, I'm Ooh, Nick, you gotta gotta check it out here. What, it's, hey, it's actually the per personality, Connor. That, that they're talking. What's his about. name She's again? Just a wonderful yeah. woman, <laughs> Christian, yeah, Christian yeah. Braun. Connor, what don't you like? Like, why why aren't you sold on him? Well, I, I think so. What I've seen the Nuggets do in the past few years, right? And obviously, it's a different guy heading the show. But uh, what I've seen the the Nuggets do is they take guys that seem to fall or that have value with like like ceiling. They, they seem to be... That, that was their identity, if you will, in drafts, was taking high ceiling guys that other people were passing on. It seemed to be working out pretty well for them. This was more of like a, a, a lower ceiling, higher floor type pick. So... I'm a, I, I so, guess so all that to me, say, so I'm okay with You are talking Christian about Christian Braun, Braun right? Yeah, yeah, so let me ask you about yeah, this. Yeah, type in Christian Braun mom, yeah, yeah. and you'll find it. Yeah, so, so my <laughs> counter would be, who who was a high-ceiling guy that they could have taken, they, that you would have rather have seen them take? Well, I'd, ha- I'd have to go back and look. You'll put me on the spot here. I, I, I could give you an answer to that. Um, all right, while he looks, I'll give you my two cents on it, and yeah. I'm right kind of with what you're saying, Connor, which is a, a I, like, I, like I don't one. love. Okay. I got one. Uh, Nikola Jovic, sharpshooting three-pointer and we've been saying it uh, yeah we want that nightmare for the broadcasters nikola Jokic, nikola jovich i would have 100 percent why he didn't so, draft him so i would have loved to see them take someone like that uh who has potential to be like one of the better three-point shooters in the nba like that would be a little bit of a riskier pick he might not turn out to be you know i, I feel like christian braun is probably a safer pick uh he you know because Obviously, the Nuggets need defense. They need defense. A three and D wing. You can't. It's almost like an edge rusher in the NFL. Like a three and D wing. Everyone loves a three and D wing. Um, but he's a little undersized. He's probably going to be like a shooting guard more. Um, so no, that would be my answer. I, w- I wish they would have taken Nikola Jovic, who uh, more of a sharpshooter three pointer. Which I, I have always said. I think that's what you need to surround Nikola Jokic with is three point shooting sharpshooters. Okay, and I think we can agree with that one. I, I, I th- think getting a little more high upside there would be good. But he's a good three-point shooter, and I think he's a guy that can continue to develop that part of his game. Mm-hmm. My thoughts with Christian Braun is it's a good fit, and if it works and this Nuggets team comes all back together healthy, it could be the perfect fit and the type of piece they need to go. Like When you're in the playoffs, he's that type of guy, if you can bring him in and be that shutdown defender, but a guy that can also put up some points and score for you, that could be a great fit. You don't necessarily need that high upside guy right now, but that's assuming a lot. And and I don't necessarily like the idea of going, well, if everybody comes back in, we don't really need a high upside guy, so we shouldn't worry about him being a high upside. So I don't love that he doesn't probably have that that super high ceiling, but I think the fit could be great in it. We may look back in a couple of years if and when hopefully the Avs or the, the Nuggets are joining the Avalanche in the championship world that you look back at a pick like this and go, wow, his impact through that was 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 big. That's yeah. kind of the hopes. What do you think about Christian Brown, Nick? I feel like at I feel like the name of the game in the NBA is fit. I think if you're looking for an all-star player, I think 
the Nuggets should be very grateful that they've had the talent that they've oh, yeah. had at the draft selection that they've had. You don't draft 21st and right. expect to get right. a high-ceiling all-star player. No. What no. you do is you pick based off fit and expectation. So when you pick a guy, this is obviously it's a very much a fit move. You're looking for a guy that can play D, going to be a 7th, 8th man off the bench. One of the biggest things that the Nuggets lacked – towards the end of the year was any sort of depth. They don't need a they don't need a shot creator. They don't need they don't need a rebounder. Well, everyone needs rebounders, but you don't need a guy that's going to get not like a, a Wendell Moore. You don't need a guy that's just going right, to clog right. the paint and get boards. Right. You need a guy that's catch and shoot. You need a guy that's going to be able They say he's really strong too. I don't know how true or not that really is. Really athletic, really strong, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. so how does he mesh with the team that you have? You have a team that needs a guy that can guard 3 and D. You need a guy that can switch cuz it's this very switch heavy league. But see, I don't and think it, he can switch. I don't think he on, can switch. On he's 6'6". Six, he's, six, six. he's he's going to be pretty undersized. Well, against. Nikola Jovic is 6'11", so how can you make the case that he's going to switch at 6'11"? You know what I mean? Right, yeah. I guess, I guess it's pick your poison. You're, yeah, you're so switch you... Out, switch down. So you, you know what I thought was so funny is that he's 6'6", six, six, and everyone was making everything that I read is like, he only has a 6'6 six, six wingspan. <laughs> I'm like, so he's a normal human so being. he's yeah. average. He's, he's, he's undersized. <laughs> so he's undersized. So I just... I don't dislike the pick. I think it's really tough because the Nuggets have had such good fortune in the draft, and that's not normal. So I I think when you take a guy, you take a guy that you think is a good fit. This isn't a Nuggets team that needs to go for the home run. This is a team that needs to increase their depth, get more production from their smaller players. When you're relying on Austin Rivers as your best defensive player, that's a problem. Are you surprised, Nick, that the Nuggets did take two picks in the first round, that they didn't try to package those and move up? Uh, I don't know about move up. I or, or, or get a veteran. Uh, yeah, I think it kind of depends. You know, I think with what you're looking to do and especially with – it's just so tough when you have a new GM. You just don't know his strategy. Tim Connolly obviously built through the draft, whereas now you just kind of don't know what, what management wants right, or looking right. for. I don't know who you're looking to get. I mean, the, the one thing that my buddy keeps saying is go ahead and trade every package that you have plus Jamal Murray for like a Kevin Durant. Obviously, that's outrageously cool and insane to have. <laughs> yeah, let's but get Steph Curry. Yeah, exactly. So I just don't know. I just don't know a situation – I uh, again, this is this seemed like a somewhat top heavy league, uh, top heavy draft. Shaden Sharp seemed pretty good. I really like Jaden Ivey. Jabari Smith, I think, is the best of the of the top three guys personally. He went to Houston, right? He did. Yeah. So I think it's be interesting, Houston. I, I think it's interesting when you get a new management team to. To, to see what they're going to take. I mean, it's such a crapshoot. I mean, Jokic, you got in the second round. So it, now, it's, it's now tough. I know something you said there that I, I that I absolutely hear and understand is with the draft position the Nuggets have, you're really not – of course, you're not expecting right an all-star. I mean, it's it's absurd that the Nuggets got lucked out with Jokic in, in the second round, right? I mean, it, it is so rare. I mean, I know you, everyone, uh, your favorite, Jared Draymond Green, was the second-round draft pick, <laughs> but, but he's one of the more successful second-round draft picks that actually come to mind. I mean, like – there's not that many of them, right? So I, I will say, take it with a grain of salt. Obviously, with the draft selection like that the Nuggets had, you can't expect that. I mean, you can't expect that much. It's not fair to expect these players to be all-stars or, you know, big, huge difference makers, right? You are, just like Nick said. He said it perfectly. You're looking for role players and, and fit. Um, with that said, I thought that second pick was pretty interesting for the Nuggets. Uh, you know, uh, Peyton Willis. Or Watson, sorry. Who Peyton Willis. <laughs> Pey Peyton well, Watson. Wasn't he a Bronco? Peyton Willis? Peyton Pey Hillis. Hillis. That's Hillis. 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 Uh, so Pey Peyton Watson, UCLA freshman. Uh, he's a six six eight forward. He was a five-star re recruit coming out of high school. Um, th uh, this one scratches my head just a little bit. He he wasn't able to earn playing time. He averaged three points, three rebounds uh, his freshman year at, U at UCLA. And... 
I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it was a little bit of a reach. He was he was projected to be going, you know, middle of a second round type of pick, and the Nuggets threw him out there at the end of the first round. So, uh, again, a lot of my logic on this is based off of where people were having him going versus where the Nuggets went and got him. I think they might have reached a little bit for him, but he is interesting. What, what do you think about him? This is obviously a guy that's going to go straight to the G League. Right, and right. so, Ron, when you talk about upside, that's the guy who you think projects to be I don't know whatever whatever they want him to be. He's nineteen. Well, he's got a seven. Calvin Booth span. said, if you'll believe him. I mean, what Calvin Booth said about the pick was that uh, they feel he has defensive player of the year capability. Perfect. So then, why not take a guy? You know. So okay. I I think I think uh, the Peyton Watson Peyton Watson. I didn't watch him enough to honestly have a well, super educated play opinion. A ton. Play I just I just didn't watch UCLA enough to to really give you an honest evaluation. Right, right. I did watch Kansas quite a bit. Also, who I also like that the Nuggets picked. Uh, he went on draft. It was Colin Gillespie. So that's who I kind of like as a as a two way. They picked him up on a two way contract. Villanova guy, you know, all time leading points guy, whatever. So uh, I, I I like that pick. Um, but again, it it doesn't always translate to the pros. So and Peyton Watson is really the pick that kind of across the board is getting beat up that people are, are, are almost unanimously unanimously saying was a reach and a guy that really didn't belong in that pick and I, i'm looking at a an article here from denverfan.com from jake shapiro uh, and he says quote it was basically a disaster uh this draft and he he didn't really love the the christian braun pick either but mainly trashed that that, that peyton watson pick uh so that was going to be interesting and, I, and i'm curious again is that a uh, is that a uh, inexperienced in a GM that maybe he could have moved back, gotten assets. You know, they traded back into the second round. Could they have maybe gotten that pick in a deal where they package back and get some picks? I don't know. It, NBA is not like the NFL where where you have seven rounds and so many picks that just go back and forth right, and things right. like that. It's a little bit of a different animal. But, you know, is that maybe a sign that he felt like there's not much room on this roster for guys to come in and contribute. So drafting the potential, knowing you're getting nothing from him for a year, even two, maybe oh, that's the, the, the idea, right? The, the philosophy. So I, that one I'm a little hesitant on as well. And pretty much across the board, everyone's really kind of trashed that. I, I know I saw denverstiffs.com gave the overall grade a C for, for the, the Nuggets. What would you guys give this draft? If you're giving, I, I know everyone hates the, the grades day after, but what, what are you giving this draft, Connor? Uh, I think this it sounds about right. I, I, uh, you know, uh, man, draft grades are so... I, I have yeah, bashed draft yeah, grades can, so much on this show. Can I say something about this? Can, yeah, go can, ahead. I, can I interject on draft grades in general? In every single sport, and this especially happens in the NFL, where there's draft grades and there's reactions and people come out the next day and there's radio commentary and there's and there's all this stuff. If you ask every single GM in every single draft and every single sport, plus. the day after they draft, they all have an A plus because they've all had a perfect draft according to what was available. Now, look, could someone have gone before their draft pick and they miss out on someone? Of course. But based on players available, they all had the pick of the litter. You're saying they've all done their according to the According teams, to each the, team, the GMs. they all had their picks with these people. They all had all the information and they all picked when everyone else was left. Peyton Willis was was chosen, right? Watson. Watson. Peyton Watson. He's going to be Peyton Willis I know. forever. <laughs> I know. I, I, was a, I was a little in and out of this. The, yeah, but Peyton Watson was drafted, right? Now, I think we... Look, I've been critical of the choice to just hire Booth and, and promote from within, but we've got to give him some slack. We shouldn't just start criticizing after this. He, We have to see 
what and I know this is sort of like the easy way out for booth fans, but this is first draft. We have no idea how, how good he's going to be at. And this whole idea of oh that was a bad draft, not according to booth. Well, give me according to booth, Calvin Booth. He had all his players available. He took exactly who he wanted. Right. That's, give me give drafts. me who you would have rather have had. And why? That's the thing about the biggest criticizers is okay. That's I, great. I, I then, then, who did, then who did you, I did. Then who did I wanted, you want and why? I wanted to call you. Tell me tell me what made him better than a Christian Braun based on the Nuggets' needs and fits and based on their plans for the year. Right. Yeah. No, and and that's definitely fair. But it's just, I mean, the Nuggets know what they want, and that is a benefit of promoting from within. Booth's been in those conversations before. So he's just continuing and doing the best he can do with what they know in in, in the building, and what they know in the building is a lot better than what I can do in 20 minutes to scroll on ESPN right, and NBA.com, right, right. you know? No, so. no doubt. And so essentially, to uh, you know, echoing what I was getting at is that I had to jump in. grades are kind of... S- Silly. I mean, quite frankly, I've definitely trashed them on the show. They're just silly. They're they're kind of outrageous. They're very arbitrary, and they're just but based they're off of good old fun. Uh yeah, they're good old fun. But I'm I'm not a fan of them. Um, the reason I would say I think I think C sounds about right is because I've always heard that C is average, and there was nothing in there was nothing in this draft that made me be like just super excited, right? But but then again, part of that's just the nature of picking where the Nuggets picked. I mean, what what could they have really done? That made you really excited to Nick's point. I so mean. I almost feel like with draft grades, you need to have like two columns when you're looking at it, right? The draft grade based on what you did on draft day, where there is a pretty consensus out there of this is where this is valued and this is where this guy is valued. And if you take the wrong guy at the wrong spot, I mean, you look at, I look at, again, going back to the NFL with the Raiders, with, with uh, uh, Mike. Uh, whatever the dang GM was, Mayock, there for a couple years where they made some moves where everyone's like, huh, you took him where? You know, and that was obviously not a good value pick. Now that guy becomes an all pro best player in the league. It doesn't mean that was a great pick. You still picked him at a bad value at the time. Sure so it does. now I no, think then in the I future, you, you can then look back. So that. you're telling me that because Tom Brady became the best pick in the world, that it wasn't right for the people at the time. We're looking at that and evaluating it. I mean, yeah. Yeah, no, it was still I, a great I, pick. I, I do think that teams <laughs> missed out. I do think that it was a great pick. I think that teams had a chance to get a great player missed out. No, I, I think it's 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 different. I, I don't believe. See, that. I think I think in hindsight, it's so easy to be like, well, yes, this is how everyone turned out, and this is how it should have all been drafted. That's a whole different grade, yes. But at the so time, the way you're looking at it is you're valuing where they got it within the value of what they could have gotten. But that's the disagree. value of within the consensus of people evaluating it. That's my point. Is a lot of the times those valuations. I are guess wrong. what my point is is if we could have instead of traded away a future draft pick to get uh, the, the okay, guy sure. that they took in the second round, if they traded back, get an extra pick, now they still no. get the same two guys and they added value, that's a good move. It's the same thing, though, is is the conversation of stars in high school, right? That's how college does recruiting. Stars, one through five star. Okay, so if there's a, a, a three star who, who really outperforms and wins the Heisman Trophy... Is the three-star wrong, or is the Heisman Trophy winner wrong? You see what I'm saying? So, so I think that if you outperform what everyone thought you were going to be, you get credit for drafting those players yeah, I think later so. in well, the process. And I guess I the totally point agree. I'm trying to make is a draft grade given after draft day is how did you get it within the value of what you could have gotten? I think that's what you're evaluating. Nope. Did you draft well within your value? Did you pick a guy at 21, 30, the and, values and 46? Value that, varies. That is a consensus see, within I, the experts I would saying argue that, that was a great pick. I would argue that that the value 
is uh, can't really be determined until you see what happens to these players, right? Sure. So, so and, and so when a player hits, it doesn't matter where they were valued because they hit. And like, and, and so I would just, you know, I would push back on you a little bit there. All right. Uh, all one, right. one thing I will say, one thing I will say, I, my biggest criticism of this draft has nothing to even do with the draft picks themselves. I would criticize this draft and get, if you wanted me to give a grade C or C minus or whatever, because I feel so strongly that this team is so close to being able to compete for a championship that you needed to do everything you can do to trade all your draft picks and even some roster pieces to try to upgrade this roster okay, who'd you, next year. Who'd you want? Who, 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 uh, yeah, give me a situation that you want based on the salary cap that we have. Well, while he's thinking, uh, I'm just going to give you some odds because yeah, give me some odds. Connor just said the Nuggets were so close to winning a championship. Let me guess, it's plus uh, so plus close. I said they're well, yeah, they're 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 there. I mean, uh, well, here I'll give you this as a reference. Golden State's the leader, five and a half to one. Okay. L.A. Clippers six to one. With Boston also six to one. Milwaukee six and a half to one. Brooklyn seven to one. Phoenix nine to one. Philadelphia fifteen to one. Memphis fifteen to one. Dallas fifteen to one. Denver's next. What are they? 20 to 1. 20 to 1. 17. They're 15 to 1 as well. Okay. Wow. Okay. Which shows you how much the books rip you off. <laughs> I know. I, uh, you know. I think it's one of those things, Connor. Right you, it's, so it's, like it's all, a, like it's, a, all like, it's all, so it's all gravy to talk about what you want, but they don't know how much that the Cronkies want to go into the luxury tax. They don't know what they think right, that they no, have need. It. They don't and know. I get based it, but on from this. a fan's perspective, fans don't know dick. No, but from a fan's perspective, we want them to go into the luxury tax. Like, yeah, I don't know how much he's willing to do that, and it doesn't even matter to me because I want him to go into that. Like, that's my opinion. That I want. I feel like yes, I there, too want to not, spend the most amount of money. There's correct. not very exactly. <laughs> there, there's not very many opportunities that you could say a Denver Nuggets team actually has is in, within the realm of possibilities to compete for a championship. I would have liked them to. I mean, I know, I know you're going to scoff at me for this. Here Nick, it comes. All right, you're going to scoff. You have at to me, audibly. Right? I want to hear a scoff. An audible I, I, scoff. Like a, Okay. All right. But like a DeJounte Murray, uh, somebody like that. What, how does that get you over the edge based on the team that we have? Well, because I, I feel like, I, so I've said this many times, okay? I feel like when you have a player like Nikola Jokic, right? Yeah. You have the, the I mean, that's the step one. Okay. Check, check. Mark. Correct. You yeah, have okay, an MVP. We, we, yeah, we have an MVP. So, Go so, ahead. Okay, got it. So then you got so then you got to obviously hope that Jamal Murray and, and Michael Porter Jr. come back and are playing at a, I, I'm not even going to like put them and say they're perennial all-stars, but let's just put them as like on the bubble all-star type of play, One right? A. Yeah, like like they're, like they're two very good supporting stars, like not not superstars, but stars. You think Deontay... Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I took your... So Deontay Murray, uh, you know, for... for for what the Nuggets need, I would have liked to see. I, I would have liked to see them. I, the Nuggets need more shooting, and they need more defense. I mean that. I mean to me, that's what they're missing uh, in, in order to compete for. They've for a also not been fully healthy, with the exception of the bubble. Which at, at the time, so, go ahead. So, would you argue that? Would you then argue, Nick, that you think this team, as constructed? If MPJ and Murray come back fully healthy, do you think that that's enough? That's a top two, it, three team. Yeah, is that enough to win a championship? Correct. Okay. I don't think so, Deontay. I don't think Deontay Murray is the piece that throws you over. Is what I'm trying to say. Okay. But again, I could be wrong. I just I think they need more depth, and you don't need to poach the the starting lineup to win a to win a ring. Unless a la, well, obviously you get a Kevin Durant. We'll see, obviously, so, but like, so obviously a two like a John Collins doesn't like doesn't throw the Nuggets over the edge. Okay. 
Fair, it's fair enough, but but you know, obviously, I, I will put in the I will put in the pref, uh, the uh, caveat motto, caveat. There's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> Uh, that I wouldn't have wanted to disrupt the starting lineup, and so if that was impossible to get a player, you like have Deion, to disrupt. You you, you got to trade Jamal Murray, or you have to trade MPJ. And who the hell wants MPJ right now? So you have to so have. So you, you don't think the deal could have gotten done with like a Bones Highland? Nobody wants. Not for and, not and for draft pick. Well, and I know Calvin Booth did come out after the fact and commented on how they were they were actively trying to make moves, okay. and the, did, he never felt like the value was there. Take that for what it is. Nick Sos, obviously, Nick Sos. it's a GM kind of. Well, know, and it's GM fair speak. enough. Did you hear last week about uh, uh, the cousin uh, Flesh Lowland? Tyler, that was. Just as bad this week as it was. No, last no, no! Week. I'm hot. I'll be here all week. <laughs> Tip your waitress. It's funny yeah. to watch him fall over. That was Nolan's tough. Highland flesh, lo- flesh I mean, or muscle Lowland. So you can go that too. That was awful. It's yeah. so bad. It's not even <laughs> worth the crickets. It's not even worth the crickets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, right. it's not even bones. It's hey, the Sean. I thought it was rather creative. What about the, the yeah? Yeah, it's it. We're, it's time to wrap this show up. We got one more segment here. We've actually been. I believe your joke last this week is was a big muscle. Segment, this too. is this is a big one. We've been prepping flesh. this one for a while, and just too many too many hot topics. It's coming up. So this is uh, trivia today. Ooh. It is Jeopardy Ooh, style. Yeah. Jeopardy. Okay. We got some jokes. So everybody knows the rules in Jeopardy, right? Yeah. Okay. So you have to answer. Your answer has to start with who is or what is, right? You yeah, can't so, just, so yeah, you can't it's just gotta give be me the answer. Fade it out. Yeah. No, no, yeah, it's got to be, yeah. You got to give me who is or what is. Then oh, you're got Jeopardy okay. music. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. on me. Oh, yeah. That's on me. All right. No, no, hey, hey, it's it's real classy up in here. We got it. Uh, Throwing curveballs at him. I can't do oh, the, the what is, yeah. the who is. always threw me off. Doesn't matter. You got to figure it out. <laughs> what we have here, guys, we have three topics, okay? Okay. Within each topic, there are two questions. There's a 100-point question and a 200-point question, okay? So you guys will have to tell me. We'll go back and forth, and you guys will. You know, I think I think with Jeopardy, whoever gets it right then gets to pick the next topic, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So, okay. so we'll, we'll, we'll let one of you guys start, and then we'll go from there, okay? So, so normal Jeopardy point, rules. 200 point. Normal Jeopardy hey, rules. let's hear the buzzers. Let's hear what they each sound like so we can get some uh, okay, this is, referee work. All right. This is Nick Sopras. Okay. okay. And uh, mine? I like yeah. Nick Sopras' sounds like a hockey goal for mice. Yeah. Uh, like the hockey They too won the Stanley Cup. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. so those are the horns. All right, three topics. Rockies get rocked. The ice is nice. A mile high. Okay, and I'm going to turn to Connor here on my left, and you will get to pick the first category. What would you like to go with? Category and how point value? Hmm. We'll go uh, Rockies get rocked for 200. Okay, Rockies get rocked for 200. This gift shop, located right by section 117, is the biggest gift shop in Coors Field and has doors leading out to Blake Street. Do I have to come up with the name? Yeah. That's the name of the store. <laughs> like, put your phone no, down. No, 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 no. He doesn't no, even try no, to hide no. it. Doesn't even oh, try. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I know. I, I, I can visualize it. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who... Or what is Diamond Dry Goods Team Store? Ooh. That's a horrible name. Diamond Dry Goods. Yeah, yeah, I thought the same thing. Yeah, this right. is why nobody knows what it is. I know. Uh, I know. Okay. The story talking so about. since you got it wrong, Connor, we're going over to Soap. Mm-hmm. She's going to pick a category and a point value. Rocky's got rocked for the most amount left. Okay, one hundred is what's left. <laughs> the this Rocky's first baseman was given a horse from the Rockies as a retirement. What, who is Todd Helton? 
Correct answer. Oh, all right. Is that good? All right. Is that good? Somebody so tell let me, me. I'm going to get some. That's oh, nice. I, I, I got it. it. You got it? Yeah. Okay. Tyler Walgie is our judge and our, our I'm the, uh, we're, we're team. We're team. Yeah, I'm getting ready. He's I'm getting ready to go to score. I'm keeping score. score. Okay. All right. Nice. Now you nice. get to go again. Soaps. Uh, the so other, we got, we got. Ice uh, is nice. Ice is nice. And mile high. You going. Ice, uh, mile high for the most. I, mile high for 200. There are 572 of these kinds of specialty stores throughout the state of Colorado. That is going to be so. What is marijuana? That's correct. We'll take oh. it. Marijuana recreational. Is that for? That's for 200. I think it's called. Okay. What is cannabis? Ooh. <laughs> All right. All right. We again. have remaining. We have both ice is nice, and then we have uh, high for 100. High for 100. All right. High for 100. This demarcation represents exactly one mile high in a Denver stadium. I'm going to give it to Connor. I think so, too. Yeah. Uh, what is the purple row in the, or the colored row? The purple row. Purple row. That is unbelievably weak. Field. His computer keeps going off randomly, and he did not click it. I, <laughs> I actually, <laughs> I'm watching his clicking over here. <laughs> that was I'm unbelievably <laughs> weak. <laughs> All right, so right okay. now it's uh, 300 to 100. All right, Nick and uh, we got the uh, the two ice is nice left. What are you taking? What point value, uh, Connor? We'll go ice is nice for 200. Okay. Yari Curry, Rob Blake, Ray Bork, Joe Sackick, Peter Forsberg, and Patrick Waugh are all members of this elite group. Connor. Stanley Cup winners over age 35. Wrong. Wrong. And it wasn't what in the is? form of a question. What is? Yeah. Also, also you lose points, so I will not guess. I will let it buzz out. Okay. But is that, that way? Is that how we're doing wrong? this? Correct. Is that how we're doing ours? Is, it, is this the first time you've ever watched Jeopardy? Yeah, it yes. is. Yeah. You lose points if you do oh, not guess. Oh correctly. well, then I call shenanigans because nope. I didn't know that. I would never have guessed. What that. do you mean? No, you no, no. Hey, I actually, I think Connor wouldn't have guessed it if I he would knew not that. Have guessed that. You didn't. Clean total guess. There is button. Yeah, that is. No, you lose points. You lose. No, wait. The judges, come on here. I would not have guessed Jeopardy. I say he does not lose points. It is Jeopardy. Is this not Jeopardy? I probably should have looked up the rules. Is this not Jeopardy? Yeah. Lose points this, in is on, this is on the judges. You lose. The current, no, current score is 300 to 100 going so into the last unbelievably question. Weird. There, is, <laughs> there is definitely going to be an asterisk on this score. Yeah, yeah, maybe. God, you're okay. Pa- Connor, you're one, pathetic. One dude. last question left. Which no, it, we didn't answer this. We have to give you the don't answer. have to answer. Goes, oh, I'm sorry. Wait, I didn't do you want to know? But Trebek always gives the answer. Is this your first time? Is this everybody's first time? Well, you guys threw me off here. I didn't know I was going to have to keep track of Trebek always gives the answer. The answer to this question, let's just give the question again, real quick, for everyone to hear. Yari Curry, Rob Blake, Ray Bork, Joe Sackick, Peter Forsberg, and Patrick Sweden? Waugh are all members know. of this elite group. I don't know. They are NHL Hall of Famers. No, no, no. The answer is what is the Hall of Fame? Oh, that is what so is weak. That is such yeah. a. I'm sorry. Oh Even Trebek can't give him. Um, you don't I'm like just, that question. I'm just okay. Then you will love <laughs> you don't this like one. That question. Right, actually, it doesn't even matter what we do with Connor because right, he lost Jeff- any. Well, yeah, actually, we have points. Final, we have final Jeopardy. Jeopardy coming up. I don't know the rules. You lose points, sir. Okay. You lose. Okay. 300 to 100. Everyone, shut up and I make the rules. This is how it goes. Okay. Ice is nice. For 100, this AHL affiliate of the Colorado Avalanche is located in Loveland, Colorado, and plays their games at the Budweiser Event Center. All right, so uh, Connor, Colorado Eagles. Colorado. No, you don't get it right. Yeah, you lose. It's you lose. You lose. Why? What? It's Jeopardy. Say what are? Yes. What are the Colorado Eagles? Yeah. Hey. 
Okay. All right. We won't Let's get technical on whether it's what are or who are. I don't oh know what's God. right, but no, I'm going to give you have to answer the form of question. It just has to be in the form of a question. All right. So I said the Colorado Eagles? No, you said. You are scum. You are scum. Okay. Okay. So heading into Final Jeopardy is what's our score? 400 to 100. 400 to 100. Soaps is up. You guys know Final Jeopardy, how that works. You guys have a piece of paper in front of you. And risk it. Soaps at one point, you had a piece of paper in front of you. Did we steal it? Okay. So you both have a piece of paper in front of you. You are going to write down. The answer on there, you're also going to write down the points you want to wager, okay? And then we will... So how many you want to wager? You can, Connor, you can wager up to 100. Uh, soaps, you can wager up to 400. Okay, yep. Nope, I got it. Thanks. Okay. The question or the statement that you need to give me the question answer to is, this member of the Blake Street Bombers was the first Rockies player to ever record an RBI. Okay. There we go. Oh, that's, that's where we need the whole. Yeah, yeah that's where we need it. And just imagine if you're driving around out there, the panning around the studio, a little close up on the producer. Okay. A little close up on Connor. Are we ready? How does it work now? Do we go one at a time? Yeah, go ahead. Well, yeah, we gotta yeah, wait for yeah. the music. Gotta yeah. wait. All right, Connor, what do you got? Let's see how much Connor risked. So, how much did you risk? Hundred, obviously. Oh, right. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. I got. Dante Bichette. Dante Bichette. Okay. 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 I risk two dollars and fifty cents. <laughs> okay. Who is Dante Bichette? Oh! Wow! Oh! And they both are right. Oh, let's go! Everyone loves it. Man. Wow. See, I, that one I didn't expect you guys to get. Wow. Producer Soap just showing up for Jeopardy. I win He's a trivia master. I, I, I told you before, I can't do the question thing. It messes with my mind. And this See, you know what? I Connor and I have gone to a trivia night before. We didn't do very good. No. I think next time, Soaps, you got to join, buddy. Man, join. going retroactively like sometimes they do in Blackjack. Like, okay, what would I have gotten if I didn't hit there? Right? <laughs> so if Connor got the 100, it still would have been Soaps 300, Connor 100, Connor would or Connor 200, Connor would have risked 200. So still has the automatic win. So yeah. and they both got it right. So it doesn't matter anyway. No asterisk. No asterisk. No, no. You're the you're the champion. Thank you. There you go. All right, lots of championships around here, and let's keep them coming, folks. We're gonna do things a little bit differently next week. Okay, we're not gonna record our show on the normal Hot dog Tuesday contest. that wow. you get it. Uh, the Fourth of July is on the Monday. We're gonna all enjoy the weekend. We're gonna actually put a show out before the weekend. I'm not sure exactly what date it'll drop. Thursday or Friday, most likely. We'll put it out there. So. While you guys are all enjoying yourselves over the holiday weekend, you can tune in. It's going to be a fun show. We're talking hot dog eating contest, talking Fourth of July stuff. So tune in and make sure you follow us on Twitter at Red Rock Sports One for all the boys and the Stanley Cup Let's champion, Colorado Avalanche. Hey, this is the Red Rock Sports Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Getting you next time, Nick. Bye.